there, my name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I'm starting a podcast on my journey through breast cancer. My goal is simple, to help explain my journey in hopes that it helps one person. If you are facing breast cancer today, all I can say is I'm sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. It is so scary and life-altering. And for those diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, it is forever. If you know someone going through breast cancer, I may have a few tips, but these are from my perspective. Know that every person is a unique individual and all journeys are different. Each journey is confusing at times, nonlinear, painful, but yet there is a sisterhood, a beauty, and a grace. In my own unique journey, I have found some truths, some wisdom, and tips that I will share with you. I am dedicating this entire podcast to my friend Sandy Clausen, my dear friend and pink sister. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. This entire podcast series is dedicated to her memory. Mercy, help me now. Episode 8, Rock Your Bald Self. My name is Tina Conrad, and I'm a five-year breast cancer survivor. Today's episode is Rock Your Bald Self, and the importance we place on hair as women. Women notice everything about other women's hair. We get one inch cut off the ends, highlights or lowlights, straighten it up, or beachy waves, and chances are pretty good that another female is going to take notice. It's not a good thing or a bad thing, it's, it's just a girl thing. We take note of anything with hair. Most of us grew up with Barbies, dolls, and My Little Ponies and spent hours upon hours grooming their hair, braiding their hair, and sometimes, in acts of defiance and rebellion, cutting their hair. Our mothers chastised us if we even gave our own dolls a haircut and taught us how to brush and take care of our own hair. Then there are the guys. Many only notice if you cut a foot off of your hair. But most will also tell you, do not cut your hair. There are definite social pressures to have long, beautiful hair. Anything different is a crime or a travesty. These social pressures, along with the thoughts of what a cancer patient looks like, no hair on their head, no eyebrows or eyelashes, pale skin, thinner, more gaunt, and all of a sudden with your hair gone, you are the poster child for cancer. In some ways for me, it was actually very freeing to shave my head. I know I mentioned earlier that I did it on my terms. I controlled the environment. I had it shaved before it fell out. I felt a femininity in my shaved head that I never thought was possible. I felt beautiful and strong, but I sure did miss my long hair. It had been my identity for so long. I had this mental picture of myself from my wedding photo, from my work badge, And yet I looked in the mirror, confused at the image staring back at me. I just didn't feel like me anymore. 
Shortly after I was diagnosed, I signed up for Look Good, Feel Better, a program designed by the American Cancer Society to help give women going through treatment confidence and teach them about makeup application. Drawing in your eyebrows can make you feel so much more like the old you and less like the cancer patient. I also met some amazing other survivors, and it was an amazing wave of support to learn together and share stories. My husband told me I was beautiful and truly made me feel I was beautiful, even though my looks and hair, or lack thereof it, had changed. And I still did want to feel wanted and beautiful. I have spoken with many other survivors that have not had it as easy. Their husbands maybe didn't know how to deal with the cancer. Support groups and counselors are some of many cancer resources that are available. Remember that while the patient has cancer, the whole family goes through cancer together. Even though I had a shaved head after several rounds of heavy chemo, I started to become more bald. I would wake up in the morning and see all these tiny little hairs on my pillow, a tribute to the hair I once had. It was really difficult to see this image of a person, someone I barely recognized anymore, changed with the effects of chemo in full force. And yet, still this image of who I thought I was trapped in my memory bank. Here is a poem I recently wrote, reflecting back on that period of time. Who is that girl in the mirror, staring back at you with blank eyes? Void of color and life, breathing a heavy sigh. Who is that girl in the mirror? I think I used to know her name. She's changed, they all whisper. She doesn't look the same. Who is that girl in the mirror? Does she ever smile back? I knew of her long ago, before her body's attack. Hair, hair, everywhere. Look around you, everyone cares. Ignore the glances, ignore the stares. Who is that girl in the mirror? Memory and image one day merged, yesterday's and tomorrow's together, with cancer gone, purged. I wore wigs when I left the house, but at home, I really just liked wearing stocking caps. Thankfully, it was the winter time, and it just didn't really feel unusual to wear a stocking cap around the house. I had other friends who preferred bandanas, others with turbans, and some others with wigs. It just depends on the person and whether they're going through raging hormonal changes also due to chemo. The hot flashes from my body being forced into menopause from chemo were tremendous. The thought of a hot wig even in the middle of winter just was not my cup of tea. My advice is to wear whatever makes you happy on your head, even if it doesn't feel like you. It's okay to change it up. I would sometimes wear a shorter wig and then a few days later wear a longer wig and I thought, People are probably like, WTF, this girl's hair just got longer. Like one of those Barbie salon heads where you just pull it out. But I'm not really sure anyone even really noticed. Despite all the societal pressures, there is also a feeling of invisibility as a cancer patient. Like all the rules and norms of beauty are now just gone. Hair loss is mainly temporary for breast cancer patients. I do have some metastatic breast cancer friends that their ongoing treatments have caused them not to have their hair grow back or grow back more thin. For me, my hair was one big goal of getting back to my normal self. Not only having hair, but having blonde hair that was at least shoulder length, that mental image that I had of myself. Only when that girl came back would I feel back. 
My hair started growing back during my Taxol treatments, slowly at first, but I essentially had a pixie haircut for a few weeks after completion of my treatments. I remember that first stranger that came up to me and told me she liked my hair. She didn't know me. She didn't know that I was a breast cancer survivor, and I simply just smiled and said, thank you. Like anyone trying to grow out their hair, there's many stages of awkwardness, but looking back, I have to say that I love them all. I was just so ecstatic to have my hair back. It had slightly more curl and body, but was not crazy, just more of a gentle wave. I invested in some colorful headbands, some bobby pins, and loved finding a new way to style and have fun with it. My friend Natalie and I devised a game plan of me not getting a single haircut, as we felt there was always some kind of conspiracy of hairstylists not to let you grow it out. All kidding aside, though, I saved a lot of money on hair products and cuts. I tried a hair highlight kit at home to make my pixie do blonder and rock it out like Charlize Theron. But in all honesty, it took me nearly a year for my hair to take the blonde again and for it to be more like my hair of old. The first ponytail I put in was an event worthy of a celebration, and I have seen many other pink sisters celebrating the ponytail. Whether you like to admit it or not, hair it's a big deal. I've added some fun hairstyle pics from my post-cancer journey, along with some wig pics on my blog. So much of our identity and self is in our hair. Having the mental image in our heads match the reflection, what we see in the mirror, is so important to our self, sense of self and identity. I've worked closely with the Advocate Hospital after my treatments in regards to reaching other survivors. I worked on a video they produced with other survivors, Amy and Janine. Together, we had all our stories on their website called Stories of the Girls. With my hair starting to grow back, however not feeling totally like my pre-cancer self, Advocate reached out to me to see if I wanted to be in a commercial they were preparing for October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I have to admit I was surprised they picked me. I never considered myself skinny or beautiful, worthy of being on television. But I figured I had a girl-next-door look, and I was a breast cancer survivor, full of life, optimism, and hope, and hoped that that would show through. I took a day off of work in order to take the train downtown into Chicago and had an amazing me day. It was sort of an adventure, and I treated myself to a caramel macchiato at Starbucks, boarded the train, and one hour later found myself in the hustle and bustle of the financial district in downtown Chicago. I had the address for the commercial shoot on my phone, and it was a few miles walk, but it was a gorgeous summer day, not too hot or humid. I stumbled upon Rick Bayless's restaurants, Tupola Bumbo and Frontera Grill, and they didn't have a wait as they were just opening up for the day. I sat on the patio street side with amazing people watching and some amazing food. From there... I kept walking and made my way to the neighborhood home. It's actually the original Playboy Mansion and currently the resident of Gene Siskel's widow. The, t- the TV commercial shoot was the real deal. There was a director, there was a producer, there was a makeup team, there was wardrobe, food and beverages, and the talent. I was even asked by some of the other actresses what agency I was with. It was truly a dream come true. I had one line in the short version. I caught it early. And then another line that I derived myself, as they just let me talk about my journey, my sisterhood, and it ended up making the extended commercial. It's a sisterhood, and you will get through it. 
The commercial aired in 2015 and again in 2016, just in the Chicago area. But my phone blew up in the late fall of 2016 when my friends in Chicago saw my commercial right before the World Series, the fateful year that the Cubbies won. To me, even the Cubbies story felt a bit like my own. After hardship and painful times, with grit and determination and also some good fortune, there can be a happy ending. They used my photo, one of the stills from the TV commercial at an outlet mall, and even at Advocate Hospital locations. It was strange to see myself, now the face of breast cancer, but I was happy that it was a real survivor. I often joked that I had a horrible agent, agent since I wasn't paid for anything I did, but it was never about the money. Honestly, if they'd even offered me money, I would have donated it to breast cancer research. My goal is always to create conversation with others and their doctors, to inspire girlfriends to confide and talk to each other about changes in their bodies. It is being a friend to those who you know are going through something unimaginable. It is letting women know that you are beautiful with a shaved head or that funky in-between haircut. It is cheering on others when you get that first ponytail back after chemo and encouraging others that they have drawn in the most perfect eyebrows. It is about loving, supporting, inspiring, and encouraging others. Beauty does not come from locks of, long locks of hair. It comes from within. It comes from a life well lived. It radiates from the inside out. Beauty is not skin deep or measured in proportions or waist size or inches. It's being comfortable in your own skin. And to all my beautiful survivors out there, scars are about living and hair. Hair can grow back again. Lately, I've settled into a new look, a little less blonde, a little more brown, but somehow it feels very authentically me. I've had blonde hair my whole life prior to cancer, but I have a new confidence and I'm not as afraid of change. My Tina tip for today is learn about makeup techniques if you're going through cancer that can help give you confidence. Yes, beauty is from within, but in order to have confidence and feel normal in the world, sign up or look for a program such as Look Good, Feel Better, sponsored by the American Cancer Society. It teaches how to apply makeup safely and also is a great support network of other survivors facing what you are facing together. Some lipstick, eyebrows penciled in, and big hoop earrings, those were my confidence booster when I was doubting myself. Thank you for your time. This is Tina Conrad with DJ Breast Cancer Podcast. Next up is Fears and Faith. Please subscribe and leave me a review. I would love to hear from you and any future topics you want discussed. My website is www.djbreastcancer.org. Please visit for additional photos and links. Thank you.